tocándole al balón Zidane. Entrega por la banda para Roberto Carlos. Toca por dentro. Aparece Ronaldo. Apaga el primer disparo. Madridistas. This is the American Madridista Podcast. I'm your host, Dumasani, recording this episode on August 20th, 2022 from New York City. Real Madrid were away from home for the second consecutive match to start this season in La Liga as they took on Celta Vigo today. And for the second time in a week, they had to overcome a slow start against a game opponent. But once again, Real would grow into seizing control of the game. And with that, they eventually overwhelmed their hosts to cruise to an emphatic 4-1 victory. Benzema's 14th minute penalty to open up the scoring was canceled out by Aspes beating Courtois from the spot just nine minutes later. But after a Modric Golasso just before halftime reestablished Real's lead, they wouldn't look back as they dominated in the second half and tacked on two more goals from Vinny and Valverde to emphatically secure all three points and run their winning streak over Celta to five straight matches. Ancelotti's starting 11 for this match against Celta today consisted of Mendy, Alaba, Militao, and Carvajal at the back, Modric, Chuameni, and Camavinga in the midfield, and Benzema, Vinicius Jr., and Valverde up front, forming the customary 4-3-3, with Courtois as usual at the back of them all in front of the goal. My first key takeaway from the game against Celta today is that it was yet another slow, unconvincing start by Real that despite the final result, is some cause for concern. The squad had trouble playing the ball out of the back in the face of Celta's high press. There was a series of bad passing and turnovers by a number of players, and there wasn't much promising in the attack for large stretches of the first half, apart from some attempted runs by Vinny on the left wing that were well defended, as the cohesion in the squad's forward play was definitely lacking. Celta were better for most of the first half, notwithstanding the score at halftime, as they enjoyed most of the possession, partly because Real established a decidedly defensive shape with numbers behind the ball when Celta had it in the attacking half, and they looked to have clearer and more effective attacking ideas over the first 45 minutes as they saw some success advancing the ball up the wings to play in several dangerous crosses. But as is Real's custom, they were decisively good about taking advantage of favorable opportunities to make their opponents pay, first by earning a penalty when Alaba's volley in the box sent the ball off of Tapia's extended arm in front of the goal, and then in a moment of individual brilliance by Modric when he attacked the space that had opened up in what had been a largely effective Celta defense. It was pretty much all smooth sailing for Real after that, as they were in complete control once play resumed after halftime, and it's always going to be hard to get the better of a squad of this combination of quality and experience for the majority or entirety of 90 minutes, but it has to be said that Real can't keep easing into games and allowing their opposition to establish themselves from the start. At some point, particularly against the stronger teams, that approach may put them into a hole that they'll be unable to claw themselves out of, so the squad has to be better about asserting its quality and superiority right from the first kick of the ball. My second key takeaway from the game is that Chuameni noticeably had a night and day improvement in his performance today as compared to his La Liga debut against Almeria this past Sunday. He looked to be very cognizant of the increased responsibility placed on his shoulders, not just on account of getting the start in the midfield once again, 
but also, and perhaps more importantly, given the departure from the squad of Real's trusted defensive rock Casemiro, as he just completed a 70 million plus euro transfer to Manchester United on Friday. With an even brighter spotlight on Chouameni in this game than in the opener, he totally performed up to the level of expectations demanded of the Real shirt, as he was both confident and decisive with his actions, making several impactful defensive interventions while also not being shy about showing some of his attacking traits as he made good forward runs when space was presented in the midfield and picked out a few good passes with Real in possession in the attacking half. If nothing else, his bright performance on the pitch today will certainly allay some of the concerns about his readiness to fill in as the primary holding midfielder in this sudden trial by fire with Casemiro having moved on to accelerate Real's transition to the next generation midfield partnership. Speaking of that very midfield, my third key takeaway from the game is that Real is going to be just fine with what they have in the squad already. The sudden departure of Casemiro certainly was a bit jarring to just about all of the Madrid faithful, as I don't think anyone anticipated that the transition away from the trusted Brazilian vet would come as soon as this current transfer window. And even I have to admit that in a moment of pessimism, I anticipated that Real would suffer a setback that could hurt their prospects for silverware this season, particularly in Europe. But seeing not only the performance of Chouameni but also Camavinga today, particularly in terms of the defensive impact that they both had throughout the game, it reassured me that Real are poised to survive, if not thrive, in spite of Casemiro's absence. The two young Frenchmen were willing and effective physical defenders, and they're only going to grow and improve in that aspect as they get more games and minutes with that newly added responsibility that has been placed upon them both. Adding to that what they both bring going forward, not only with the ball at their feet in making runs but also in playing good passes like we saw today, I think that my initial outlook about Real being increasingly vulnerable in the midfield with Casemiro gone might have been a bit premature. What Chouameni and Camavinga lack in experience, they very well may already be able to overcome just on account of their abilities, and so with both of them on either side of either Modric or Cruz, I think that Real's midfield should fairly be expected to uphold their established standard of play immediately. And then Ronaldo! Oh! Let's rate the player performances from Real Madrid's 4-1 victory over Celta Vigo today, starting up front. Karim Benzema rated as a 7. In the first half, he opened up the scoring from the penalty spot in the 14th minute by putting the ball inside of the right post as the keeper guessed the wrong way. He also played a good one-touch pass to Modric on a break in the 21st minute, and in the 41st minute, he got onto the end of a Vinny pass in the left side of the box and took a shot that was blocked. In the second half, he played Valverde into space on the right wing with a good pass from the defensive half in the 49th minute. He took a shot from the center of the box that was blocked in the 68th minute. He headed high of the goal in the 74th minute, and he drew a penalty in the 85th minute. Vinicius Jr. rated as an 8. Once again, he was the focal point of the attack with his repeated runs on the left wing and into the final third, and he proved to be a dangerous presence even though he found himself having to take on several defenders, clearly focused on snuffing out his efforts. In the first half, his shot from above the box on the left side in the 11th minute was blocked out for a corner, and in the 41st minute, he played a good touch pass to Benzema as he ran forward into the left side of the box to set him up for a shot. In the second half, he ran by multiple defenders into the left side of the box and got a shot off from a tight angle to force a save in the 47th minute. And in the 56th minute, he got onto the end of a Modric through ball in the middle of the park, 
took it towards the top of the box and rounded the keeper into the left side of the box before putting the ball into the back of the net to score Real's third goal. Just 10 minutes later, he contributed to Real's fourth goal when his pass from the left wing on the break connected with Valverde in the right side of the box for him to put the ball inside of the far post to make it 4-1 Real. He was eventually replaced by Eden Hazard in the 83rd minute. Fede Valverde rated as a 7. Much like the squad as a whole, he started slowly in the first half, but eventually grew into having a meaningful impact in the game. He fired a shot from above the box on the right side in the fifth minute that went high of the goal, but thereafter he had a number of turnovers on account of bad passes and losing the ball on challenges. In the second half, however, he had a good run out into space on the right wing during a break in the 49th minute. He picked out Benzema with a good pass from the right wing to the top of the box in the 54th minute, and in the 66th minute, he got onto the end of a Vinny pass in the right side of the box and put the ball inside of the far post to make it 4-1 Real. He thereafter played a good one-touch through ball to Rudiger on the right wing during a break in the 85th minute, and in the 94th minute, he had an interception in the defensive half, run forward into space to start a break, and pass over to Asensio in the attacking half to set him up for a shot that went wide of the left post. In the midfield, Luka Modric rated as a 9. He was certainly Real's most influential and decisive player when the game was still a contest. In the first half, his corner from the right was met by Chuameni in the 11th minute during the build-up to Alaba winning a penalty, and in the 42nd minute, he received Alaba's pass from the left wing with space in front of him, ran forward to just above the box where he cut inside towards his right to elude a couple of defenders before firing off a stunning strike that put the ball into the top right corner and gave Real a 2-1 lead. In the second half, his perfect through ball from the right side of the defensive half connected with Vinny as he streaked into the attacking half to score Real's third goal in the 56th minute, and he was eventually replaced by Danny Ceballos in the 77th minute, walking off to a standing ovation for his man-of-the-match performance. Aurelian Chuameni rated as an 8. He committed a foul above the left side of the box to surrender a dangerous free kick in the second minute, but he didn't do much wrong after that. He blocked a cross in the right side of the box in the 7th minute, and in the 11th minute, he got his head onto the end of a Modric corner kick and sent the ball towards Alaba for him to win Madrid a penalty. He would then make several more defensive interventions in the first half thereafter, clearing a cross from the right side of the box in the 17th minute, winning the ball with a good tackle in the defensive half in the 19th minute, intercepting a through ball into the right side of the box in the 20th minute, intercepting a cross in the left side of the box in the 44th minute, and winning the ball in the attacking half to start a quick counter in stoppage time. In the second half, he intercepted a cross from the left wing in the 56th minute and cleared the ball to start the counter that eventually led to Vinny netting Real's third goal, and in the 66th minute, he blocked the shot from above the box, ran forward for a break, and picked out Vinny on the left wing during the move that eventually led to Real's fourth goal. He took aim at the goal himself from above the left side of the box in the 70th minute but sent the ball well high, and in the 91st minute, he had a good tackle above the box to halt a Celta break. Eduardo Camavinga rated as a 7. In the first half, he intercepted a pass near the midfield in the 10th minute, played a good pass from the midfield out to Vinny on the left wing in the 17th minute, won the ball in the defensive half to initiate a break in the 30th minute, made a good tackle above the box on the right side to win the ball in the 31st minute, and made a good run in the 45th minute into the right side of the box from the wing, but his going to ground at the end of that run did nothing to convince the referee to award him a penalty. 
In the second half, after a dangerous pass out of the back by Courtois, he recovered to win the ball back for Madrid in the 46th minute. He showed some good aggressiveness running forward into space in the central midfield area in the 54th minute. He had some good defending at the top of the box to deny Paciencia possession in the 66th minute. And in the 74th minute, he made a good run down the left wing and played a cross into the box for Benzema to set him up for a header that went high of the goal. He was eventually replaced by Marco Asensio in the 83rd minute. In the back, Ferland Mendy rated as a 4. It was another up-and-down performance for the left back, and it's sure to start to give rise to some questions about his having a firm place in Real starting 11. He did have some defensive interventions in the first half, but he offset that with some turnovers in the defensive half, and his area of the pitch was exploited by Celta's attacks a couple of times as he was either out of position and surrendering space, or just plain beaten by his opponent dribbling past him. It was a similar trade-off of intercepted passes on one hand and turnovers on the other in the second half, low-lighted by a terrible throw-in on the left side of the defensive half in the 52nd minute that led to a paciencia shot from the right side of the box that put the ball just wide of the far post. He did finish his night on a positive note by winning the ball with a tackle in the defensive half in the 80th minute and intercepting a cross in the box in the 94th minute. But all in all, he was the worst of Real's performers on the day, and he will have to improve if he doesn't want to find himself on the bench more than he is on the pitch. David Alaba rated as a 7. In the first half, he won Madrid a penalty when he got onto the end of Chuameni's header near the right post and volleyed the ball off of Tapia's extended arm. He then picked out Modric in space in the attacking half with his pass to him from the left wing in the 42nd minute to set him up to score Real's second goal. In the second half, he had a bad challenge from behind out on the right wing to hold to Celta break in the 68th minute, which earned him a yellow card, but he then intercepted and cleared a cross from the right side of the box in the 71st minute and blocked a shot from the top of the box in the 73rd minute. He was replaced by Lucas Vasquez in the 77th minute. Eder Militao rated as a 5. He surrendered a penalty in the 22nd minute when he found himself on the wrong side of Paciencia inside of the box as he received the cross and then had the ball go off of his extended arm when Paciencia headed it in an attempt at the goal. However, he was generally solid after that. In the second half, he most notably intercepted a pass above the box to initiate a break in the 48th minute and he blocked a through ball in the box in the 71st minute. Danny Carvajal rated as a 6. In the first half, he turned the ball over in Madrid's own half just two minutes in with a bad pass, but he then intercepted a dangerous cross inside of the box in the sixth minute. In the 29th minute, he wasn't able to keep Galan from getting from the left wing into the left side of the box to fire off a shot, but he initiated a break in the 37th minute and intercepted a ball on the right side near the midfield in the 40th minute. In the second half, his pass from the defensive right to Modric in the 56th minute initiated the counterattack that led to Vinny scoring Real's third goal, but then he earned himself a yellow card for a late challenge near the midfield in the 65th minute that stopped the Celta counter. He was replaced by Tony Rudiger in the 69th minute. As for the substitutes, Antonio Rudiger rated as a 7. As I just mentioned, he replaced Carvajal in the 69th minute and it was a much better showing from him off of the bench today than he had in his start against Almeria on Sunday. He won the ball in the box in the 73rd minute, although his clearance from the right corner immediately thereafter was intercepted, but he had an end-to-end -end display of individual brilliance in the 85th minute as he started a break with an interception above the box before running forward into space and passing the ball. 
He then continued his run without the ball out into space on the right wing, where he received the ball back from Valverde after getting onto the end of his through ball. And after cutting inside on his first touch, he passed the ball to Benzema as he streaked into the top of the box, drew a foul, and won Madrid a penalty. He also intercepted and cleared a cross in the 88th minute. Danny Ceballos rated as a 6. He went on for Luka Modric in the 77th minute, and in the 79th minute, he intercepted an attempted through ball above the box. He also shortly thereafter played a good pass out to Benzema in space on the right wing during a break, but his attempted back heel pass to Benzema above the box soon thereafter was intercepted. However, he had some good touches to facilitate some quality link-up play on the right side of the attacking half later on as part of his solid, albeit brief, performance. Lucas Vasquez rated as a 6. He replaced David Alaba in the 77th minute, and a minute later, he was clearing a ball from the box. His pass out of the back on the right side was intercepted in the 81st minute, but in the 84th minute, he showed good control in getting onto the end of a Valverde crossfield long ball in the midfield area. Marco Asensio did not get a rating. He replaced Camavinga in the 83rd minute, and in the 89th minute, he won the ball with a tackle in the defensive half. In the 94th minute, he got onto the end of a Valverde through ball in the attacking half on a break, ran into the top left side of the box, but he shot the ball wide of the left post. Eden Hazard, as the final substitute, also did not get a rating. He replaced Vinicius Jr. in the 83rd minute, and in the 87th minute, he stepped to the penalty spot for his first kick of the game, but after a short run-up, his penalty effort was saved towards the left post. However, he did have a few good runs away from defenders when he got the ball in open play, drawing a foul in the defensive half on one run in the 89th minute, but also turning the ball over in the attacking half on two others thereafter. Finally in front of the goal, Thibaut Courtois rated as a 6. He guessed right on Aspas's 23rd minute penalty attempt, but he couldn't keep the ball from going inside of the right post, and he somewhat uncharacteristically turned the ball over with some shaky distribution out of the back a couple of times in the second half. But aside from that, he read all of the dangerous balls that came his way well as he usually does, and he was credited with his lone save of the game when he denied an Oscar Rodriguez direct free kick near the left post in the third minute. Once again, it wasn't a perfect performance, as the first half was much more evenly contested than a 2-1 halftime scoreline might have suggested, but Ancelotti surely will be pleased with his side's much improved showing in the second half when they absolutely dominated Celta Vigo and tacked on a couple of more goals for a flattering final score. More than anything, the boss has to be satisfied that there was no sign of any Casemiro transfer hangover affecting the squad, as for all of the emotional goodbyes that the players offered to their longtime teammate through various forms of media over the past 24 hours, there was certainly no display of any downcast emotions on the pitch today, and as a result, Real's entirely professional approach to the match deservedly earned them all three points. Three in the box waiting for the cross and it was Bale! Oh, what about that? What about that from Gareth Bale? Up next for Real Madrid. The squad will be on the road for their third league match in a row to start this season as they'll travel to take on Espanyol on Sunday, August 28th. Espanyol so far have only managed to take one point from their first two La Liga matches this season, losing their home opener to Rayo Vallecano 2-0 on Friday, so they'll definitely be looking to turn things around by duplicating the success that they had against Real in this fixture last season when they upset Ancelotti's squad 2-1 back in October. Real came back from that to thrash Espanyol 4-0 in the return match at the Bernabeu back in April, 
and there's no reason to believe that they won't be favored to repeat that latter result in this upcoming match, given the difference in quality between the two teams and their respective forms to start this season. The next time you all will hear from me on this podcast will be after the match against Espanyol in just over a week's time, so be sure to keep an eye out for a new episode to drop once the final whistle sounds. Until then, as always, Hala Madrid!